welcome to Don't Cut Me Off, Let Me Finish Podcast. My name is G. Weave. Today I will be talking about various topics in sports and entertainment. I want you guys to sit back, relax, get ready for episode 11. I'm still doing my thing. I appreciate anybody that download and listen to my podcast. Uh, I'm going to continue to keep it pushing, keep it moving, hopefully get better. And I'm not going to stop until it's over. You know what I'm saying? So just sit back, relax, and let's get ready for me to talk about sports today. Other than that, let me grind my gears. So today I'm about to grind my gears, man, about um, the NCAA tournament. Man, it's really going really well, man. As I can tell you, man, I'm not a big fan of uh, the NCAA. Um, All because, you know, you don't have the um, star names anymore. Uh, You're watching big programs uh, like Kentucky, uh, Duke, um, just not bring that same brand that you used to see in. Actually, I like the um, variety. I like how um, you don't know who going to win. I guess that's what makes the NCAA tournament such a great view. And this year, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't know the names of any of these players. You know, back in the day, when you was watching college uh, basketball, it was all type of names. I mean, you have Chris Webber, the Fab Five, UNLV, the Running Rebels. You know, you would just have these elite stars that's like, wow, this dude is so cold. You'd be watching Anthony Hardaway, Shaq. Just that type of vibe is not there anymore. Like, because of the players leaving, they're going one and done, which is fine. Uh, I understand that part. But just the allure of, having those teams with those players and it's like wow you watching teams with like two or three NBA players on it and again I get it uh you have to strike while the oven is hot you know if you're a hot player you gotta leave that's why I'm really hoping um I understand LeBron wants to play with his son but man I would love to see him play one year of college basketball not the pros he gonna have his whole whole career to play with playing the pros. He don't need the money. I would love to see him play a year of college basketball and just dominate. You know, he'll dang near be the number one pick. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm viewing it. Just that process. Um, I really wish uh, Dwayne Wade's son had done that. I know he's in the pros now, doing his thing. Uh, the reason I say that is you watched his father, uh, who is uh, more more talented than his son. Um, I think at at um, at the age uh, his son is, his son is maybe a little bit. I don't know, uh, but I'm gonna say I would say Dwayne Wade um, maybe was a little bit better. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Like I said, I'm just. Uh, that's my assumption. But the path of how you seen Dwayne Wade mature in college and how he got better year after year, and he left that junior year to explode on the NBA scene because it helped his game to gradually get better. And I understand going overseas, going to play pros, everybody want to poo-poo like that's the thing to do. Uh, let me open up you guys' ears. Overseas now, them leagues over there is is dang near like the NBA. So going over there and think you just finna go over there and just shine, that's no guarantee. I mean, to keep it 100, that's no guarantee. You're not just finna go overseas and just do your thing. That's why I think the path, and now that they have this lightness thing for these star players, the path is go ahead, do a year of college, you're getting paid anyway, 
and watch your game grow. You know what I'm saying? And there's no guarantee you can go in college and kill. So the assumption is that you're just going to go overseas. You need to get that out your head. And that's why I think I like the likeness thing and I don't like it. I like it is because I think these young players, if you're a good enough player, you're going to get paid. Take some insurance out on yourself uh, if you have the financial means to be able to, just in case you get an injury, it, which prevents you from continuing your career. Like I said, again, that's if you're someone that has the finances to be able to do that. But I would just love, maybe it's just selfishness, I would love to see a lot of these top players go to college for a year and see how they play and watch them evolve. Like I said, I'm just selfish because I want that old college feel where, uh, again, the Fab Five, those guys, um, I think they stayed, um, they did stay an extra year. Um, they stayed two years because they wanted to try to uh, win that championship. Uh, I just would love to see that, man. I just really would. But on um, Bronny's end, I understand his father wants to see, be able to play with him so I can see him um, not um, probably going that route. And by his dad basically saying, hey, whoever drive my son, I'm, I'm coming to you guys. So it's like it's a package deal. So it's pretty much guaranteeing Bronny a first-round uh, selection possibly. And especially if LeBron is playing at the level that he's playing right now. So it's like, yeah, um, that's a no-brainer. But, again, the NCAA this year is just wild. You know, Gonzaga, which is the favorite, and they, they just, to me, I don't know about you guys, but they don't look like a dominant team. You know, uh, I know they got that homegrown guy, but, God, he's thin. Oh, my goodness, man. I'm skinny, dude. This dude is a pencil, and I'm looking at the players in the NBA. I understand they're playing a different style of basketball, but this guy is like an elbow away from shattering. Seriously, I mean, he does have skill, but, yeah, man, I'm like Manute Bowl skinny. You know what I'm saying? If y'all don't know who Manute Bowl is or, I mean, Brandon Ingram skinny, and bank, Brandon Ingram gets away with it. Uh, he's picked up a little bit of weight, but he's very skilled. And Chet Holmgren is not as skilled as Brandon Ingram is. And he's looking, they saying, like he's the number one pick. But it's like, uh, yeah, uh, that dude is frail, man. He's very, very talented. And Gazaga just don't. I don't know, man. They could win it, but they just don't look like. When I think of a dominant team, you think of some of those Kentucky teams, some of those Duke teams. Uh, some of those um, uh, uh, UNLV, like pure dominant teams, like they got like two or three NBA players. Nowadays, you got you got potential. A lot of these teams are like potential, so it's like, uh, yeah, uh, I just don't know, man. Like I said, I used to love college basketball, watching it because of the names, with everything coming becoming such a business and everything is being so so financial. It's like. I'm not really watching it like that, but I'd be glancing over, checking it out, and it's like it's really exciting this year because it's like a whole bunch of unknowns. Even though you have players that are known to to teams, like not that many of these guys in this draft are going to be impact players, to be honest. You know, some of these guys are just very good college players, maybe be able to go overseas, but we go through this cycle almost every year that uh, half of the players that go in the first round don't pan out. You know, um, you have to be thorough when you are basically um, scouting these players. Um, a player that I look at that I like that I believe that the NBA, he will go into the NBA and do very well, is Davison, the kid at Wisconsin. Um, just the way he plays both end of the floor, he's very polished. Um, and it just remind me, you know, in college, you know, you could play these different zones to stop a player and it kind of be, it's kind of deceptive to make it look like, you know, okay. But in the NBA, it's more wide open. And I think that's where he's going to flourish. Almost like D-Way was killing, but I, I, I knew D-Way was good, but I didn't know D-Way was like D-Way. You know what I'm saying? But when he got to the NBA, it was like, once you can't play those, you know, NBA don't really play those type of, of, of schemes. They play more like man on man. It's over with. 
and Dwayne Wade became an instant beast. So that's how I'm looking at the Davidson kid, you know, uh, the same thing. Um, I'm looking at Michigan. They're still going wild even after the incident with uh, Jawan Howard. Man, they looking they looking good. Wouldn't that be something if uh, the Badgers in Michigan meet back up again? It's almost like the revenge game because uh, uh, I know Jawan was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna remember that." And uh, you know, you know, you know, Jawan would be looking to put his foot on his neck. You know what I'm saying? So that would that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. But, yeah, I, I, you know, the NCAA is like, wow, man. And and, and I'm going to tell you, I, I don't really – I don't watch college basketball, period. I don't like it. It's just like I told you before. But, man, this year is like crazy. Just seeing teams get toppled, you know, favorites. Like watching North Carolina beat Baylor, like <laughs> people had Baylor winning. But North Carolina actually has a, a very good team. Like, they beat Duke. There are no slouches. Uh, and, you know, again, one game, all it takes, one game. You can be the most dominant team and just you run into that night where you're shooting bad or things ain't going your way and you get put out. That's why people love the Cinderella story. But, man, I'm telling you, it is very, very interesting this year. You know, I cannot lie. I cannot lie. Um, I wanted to get into uh, LeBron James uh, passing Carl uh, Malone, which is a great feat. Um, he's moved into number two. Uh, you already got an idea. Got an idea. If he stays healthy, we already know that LeBron James is nine times out of ten is going to pass um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But the but the big question is for me. Um, is you have Anthony Davis getting ready to come back. And then they pose the question, um, do you think that you should shut Big uh, Davis down? And my thing is, look, and like I said, we get away from bas- we get, get away from the aspects of, we're getting away from the aspects of, dude, you're playing basketball. If you have just a little bit of a chance to make the playoffs and my big man is coming back, that can help us get there. All we need to do is get there. Hell yeah. I want him to come back. Hell no. I'm not finna have him sit. Why would I do that? I mean, as a competitor, there's no way that if I got an opportunity to get into the playoffs, because, you know, once you get in, anything can happen. You can run off and win a championship from the AFC. It's not impossible. It can happen. And that's why I was like, when I listened to Perkins say, no, shut him down, what what, what reason? There's plenty of reasons. You have an opportunity to still get into the playoffs. And when you got a competitor like Davis, LeBron, LeBron ain't just quitting. Just because he's scoring and, and doing those and and, 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 and and knocking down records, he's on the floor to win. It is so disrespectful to the game to talk about shutting a player down when you have fans that pay money to see a player player play. Excuse me, a little tongue tied there, a little DOS effects. But to say you're gonna shut somebody down. When Perk said that, I was like, okay, what do I pay this man all this money for? Yeah, I understand he gets hurt, but hey, man, get in here. We need you. We finna make this run, and we finna get into the playoffs. We're not, we're not, we're not finna sit here and just start shutting players down. Now, if you was to tell me that they were so far out of the uh, playoff uh, playing game, then yeah, at that purpose for what? There's no, there's no reason, but they're not off. They're not that far off from the playoff game, from the, from the play-in game. I mean, so why would you shut them down? And you know, again, Perk, just be talking, just to be talking. You know, he know good and well as a competitor, as a man who hoops and getting paid to hoop. You don't want to be shut down. If you can go out there with one leg and compete, you will. But I, you know. Again, I understand what Big Perk probably looking at, that the injury situation. But he's always been a person that 
you hold your breath when he plays. So why should anything change change now? He's always been that type of player. He's always been a player where you worry about him hurting himself, even when he's running up and down the court. Even when he's in the warm-up line shooting jumpers, you worry about if he's going to twist his ankle or tweak a, tweak a hamstring. So if you live in fear all the time, he won't ever be on the floor. So you, you, you can't play the game that every time Anthony Davis is hurt, that he's not going to be able to, to compete. You, a lot of the players it, during the season play hurt. If it's not a major injury, then he should be on the floor. If it's a sore Achilles, of course not. If it's a sore hamstring, of course not, because those take a while to recover. But if it's something like your wrist hurt a little bit, you know, my back hurt a little bit, you know, my knee hurt a little bit, it's basketball. It's basketball. His presence is needed to make this push. LeBron ain't here to waste time. He's not here to waste opportunity. So him being just a little hurt, LeBron ain't trying to hear that. Get your ass on the floor and let's make this push so we can get into this damn playoff and we can see what's going to happen. Don't nobody have time for that shit. Ain't nobody finna sit and let another year go by. LeBron is getting older. And then see, that's why I say that was a smart business decision on Anthony Davis' part by not waiting for the Supermax. He knew his own frailty. I'm going to just take this money now. Because I mess around and play and get hurt. I'll pull a booby cousins. That's what I'll call it. Because Booby had an opportunity to sign a super a, a, a max deal, but he wanted to get more. And I believe the super max was an opportunity for Booby as well. He decided to come back. Why not? He was hooping. He ain't never really been hurt like that at that point. And him and Anthony Davis was killing. They were like twin towers. And he tore his Achilles. And 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 and, and cousins might be financially secure, but that was. A massive financial blow. And I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I know I, I talked earlier about the college players uh, um, or, or or the young high school players going to college so I can see good college basketball. And that type of thing, that type of situation can happen. But I don't care. I'm selfish. I want, I want to see players develop and get better. I want to be able to watch them play and get better and not get buried on some bench. Or get a op don't get an opportunity, or get an opportunity because your name, and then you don't live up to it. How devastating is that to be have to come behind a a parent like a Michael Jordan? You know, good and well, you can't feel his shoes. How embarrassing is it to try to come behind somebody like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade? It's not embarrassing to the fact you're going to make your own name, but are you are you really able going to be able to surpass? LeBron James, he's top 10 in points, rebounding, and assists. He's number two on the all-time scoring list and about to be number one. So to put that pressure on Bronny, to think that he's going to surpass that, we don't know, but it's highly unlikely. And I'd rather push the narrative, Bronny is paving his own path. He's going to be his own player. He's not there to compete against his father. He's there to make his own name. See, it's always the scrub players who kids turn out to be superstars. And let me take that back because in the NBA, no one is a scrub. Uh, let me say it's always the average players or solid players or may I say, star players, that sons end up being better than them. Steph Curry. To, 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 uh, his dad, Dale, was a great shooter, and he was a solid NBA player. Steph is a super shooter and a super NBA player. 
So you have times where the father was good, but the son is better. Kobe Bryant's dad. Solid. Jelly Bean Bryant, NBA player. His son, super player, NBA player. One of the greatest of all time. So you have those instances where the father was in the NBA, pretty good, but the kid is better. But then when you have the father that's great, oh, my God, that's like swimming in the ocean. You know how little our bodies look in the ocean? That's brawny when it comes to the shadow that LeBron has casted. You see, Michael Jordan kids didn't even attempt to try to go to the league. We talking about the GOAT. LeBron James in high school was out of this world. Bronny is solid. Bronny is going to be a good player. He might even be a star player. I'm not looking for him to surpass his dad. I'm looking for him to do what Tim Hardaway Jr. has done. He's a star player in the league. Made his own path. He's not better than his dad. But he made his own lane. He created his own lane. And that's what Bronny is going to do. And he's, and if he exceeds that, hey, congratulations. So that's what I look forward to seeing, you know, when these players um, get into the league. And that's why I say I just think you need to develop your game, uh, go to college, work on your game, get better. If, you, if you're just outstandingly talented, Talented and 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 the college game is just gonna it'll be too easy for you. Then 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 I would say go straight to the league. LeBron James, yeah, it yeah, Kobe, yeah, Kevin 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 Garnett, yeah, Tr Tracy McGrady, all those players, they they were ready to go straight to the league. It, it was just not even a question. Carmelo, he wanted the experience, but he probably could went straight to the league. You see, once he got in, he played that one year, got a championship, got to the league, was a beast instantly. Some players have to work on their game. Like Dame Lillard, he said he needed he needed all those years. C.J. McCollum, he said he needed all those years to get better. Curry, he needed all those years to develop physically to get better. Some players just, just need repetition to get better. And there's nothing wrong with that. So moving on. Moving on, my topic, one of my topics today, you know, you know, I ride, I go around the world. So today I'm going to land in um, Devontae's Adams' lap. So all this talk about all in, all this talk about one more run, it looked like Devontae pulled a Houdini. And why wouldn't he? I would have. Think about this. Devontae Adams has been the best receiver for the past three years. Aaron Rodgers has been one of the best regular season quarterbacks for the past three years. Devontae has never been a Madonna, a pre-Madonna. He's never been a problem. He's played injured. And the Packers could show their loyalty to a quarterback that Throws the organization on the bus, under the bus. Holds the organization up because he waffles and about his displeasure, displeasure of, about the team and the direction they're going and how he's not involved in personnel decisions. You're not a GM. You're paid to play quarterback. That's why you're not involved. That's a simple response. I do believe that the GM needs to try his best to get the weapons that the quarterback needs, but he doesn't have to ask the quarterback who he should draft. Because when you are an evaluator and you're seeing your quarterback play, 
You know what type of players he needs around him. You don't need to ask the quarterback. And I think that's the problem that Aaron has. He wants to be the quarterback, the GM, and the owner, even though Green Bay doesn't have an owner. But back to Devontae Adams and the disrespect that the Packers gave to this man. He asked to be the highest paid receiver. But their first thought was, we need to take care of Aaron first. We don't want Aaron to be upset. But that wasn't the smart decision. See, Adams had already told him, if we can't reach out a deal before the season, then we're just going to chill and then play the season out. So the Packers wasn't willing to make him, on average, the highest paid wide receiver by a million dollars. Because Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is getting paid $27 million. But Devontae has been the better receiver for the past three years. That's a no-brainer. You pay him his money. Right away. I'm not, I'm not even hesitating. I'm making him the highest paid receiver immediately. We're not even going into the season talking about it. And then we'll figure everything else out with Aaron later. Because when you see it, they were willing to make him the highest paid receiver, even offered more money as well as making Aaron Rodgers the highest paid player at the time. And they were able to do it. So you could have actually paid Devontae first and figured out how to pay Aaron later. But they didn't want to do that. See, it was already labeled in the beginning of the season, the last run. So, if they felt, they probably felt if they miscalculated, paid Devontae and then lose Aaron because they couldn't financially pay him what he wanted, that would have been a miscalculation on their part. That's probably how they were viewing it. They didn't think about the time Devontae has been loyal, all this time he's been loyal to them. Aaron has been paid multiple times. From when he got the $45 million while he was sitting behind Brett. Then he got over $100 million. Bro, how much money do you need? It's time for Devontae to get paid now. Y'all trying to win a Super Bowl. But your sensitivity towards the moves the Packers made instead of working on your game and getting better and focused on that. And taking advantage of the opportunity the Packers gave you to win a Super Bowl, you're more concerned about who the Packers are drafting. You're already an elite quarterback. Head and shoulders above any college quarterback. They're not even a blip on your radar. So why are you even concerned? It wouldn't bother me. Not at all. Not at all. I'm looking at the Packers. Oh, yes, great, beautiful. You got my number one target. This is who I'm going to need to get to the Super Bowl and win championships. I need a, one, a number one receiver I can trust. You got him paid. He deserves to get paid. We'll figure my, myself out later. But the Packers didn't do that. They let it drag. They let it get into the offseason. They focused in on Aaron and his waffling. And it's holding the franchise hostage. Man, Packer fans. Sometimes just listen to a player when they talk. Do you understand the Green Bay Packer organization has been around before Brett Favre? Has been around before Aaron Rodgers? Been around before Bart Starr? Do you understand that? Ain't no one person bigger than the organization. Never. No matter how your success is, that player is only there temporarily until the next person comes in. So Aaron has bamboozled the Packers fans and organization out of $150 million. Oh, by the way, he also said 
he didn't request to be the highest paid. Of course you didn't. Your agent did. And you told him to go ahead. While you play the role of, I didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't ask for that. All along, you already know. That's a, it's a beautiful game to play. It's easy to play. It's easy to play. You play the buffoon like Pinky in the Brain. You're Pinky and your agent is the brain. So that was easy. But you have Devontae Adams go into the whole season not being the highest paid receiver after all the things he sacrificed. And that's why it's cutthroat business in the NFL. But Aaron got paid. Aaron got paid, though. And Devontae probably looked at that like, wow. They bent over backwards to make sure Aaron got his money. But then they go ahead and franchise tag me after I told them I didn't want to be franchise tagged. Devontae was already probably thinking about, man, it would be great. To go back to California and get out of this crap that's Green Bay. And not 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 talking about the organization, but just the just the drama. The drama. The non-focus on winning a ring. Just get away from that. Go play with Derek Carr, who I played with in college and I have chemistry with. And Aaron, they said, you know, they ran it by him. But Aaron probably was thinking, you know what? They signed me. Devontae see that they invested in me. So Devontae, he's going to go ahead and sign as well, even though it's not the ideal situation as far as the relationship at this point because the Packers didn't show their dedication to me right out the gate. Before the season. We watched Devontae. Get called names. When he was dropping the ball. And all type of things. He dealt with with the Packer fans. But then he turned into a beloved figure. So he was like. You know what. I got something for you. It's almost like. You know when you watch wrestling. And you have those tag teams, right? You have those uh, tag teams uh, that um, um, they were good together. They're outstanding together. Can't be stopped. But it's always one, one of those partners that just got that star potential to be solo. To like remove itself from that other person, even though they work so well together. So it's almost like you have an interview with them, right? They're talking, you know, talking about what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden, the other partner just start super kick the other partner in the face. <laughs> you just, it's unexpected. You didn't, you didn't think that that was going to happen. It's shocking. Like, what the what the hell just happened? Yeah, let's get the pounding on them. Yeah, you thought things was sweet, huh? Yeah? Get the H-Town stumping them. Yeah. It ain't sweet. It ain't sweet. And that's basically what Devontae Adams was like. I'm done. And it's probably ain't no love lost there. They probably still smooth. But he gave him a super kick. Take that. Okay, Aaron, do your thing. You got paid. Do you now. Do you now. Now let's see what Aaron can do without having a number one. Because all fans are disillusional if they think that Aaron is going to lose a number one receiver and compete at a high level when this man has issues with trusting receivers. You're disillusional. 
if you think that's going to happen. Ain't no way. And you ain't got no receivers out here. They talking about all these other receivers they need to pick up. Ain't none of the receivers out there that pick up is Devontae Adams. None of them. Aaron has connections with receivers. That's why these receivers, and he looks so good. He had a beautiful connection with Jordy Nelson. Beautiful connection with Greg Jennings when he played with Greg Jennings. He had a beautiful connection with Donald Driver when he played with Donald Driver. He had a beautiful connection with Devontae Adams. That's chemistry. That don't happen in a year. That happen over time when you build trust. Aaron got fake trust in receivers. He fake it all the way through the regular season into the playoff start. And then he pull a hocus pocus. It's like performing the same magic trick. What did I come here for? Why am I at this? Why am I here at a magic show where I was supposed to see a variety of magic tricks? But as soon as I get here, you keep performing the rabbit out the hat trick. What else do you got? And that's equivalent to Aaron Rodgers. Advertising he has trust in his receivers in the regular season. And then when the playoffs start, he just keep giving you the hat and the rabbit trick. I want to see the cut the person in half trick. I want to see you locked under water in a container with chains trick. That's what you advertise. I want my money back. Give me my money back. But the Packers is in for a rude awakening. There's no one out here. There's no one in the draft. You can get another receiver in here and you just have a whole room full of number twos. Julio Jones, why? All he do is pull his hamstrings. Then they're talking about Robert Woods. Why? He coming off of ACL surgery. And then he going from the dome to cold, cold ass Green Bay. Don't think so. Talking about the receiver from Seattle. Why would Seattle trade their number one receiver to Green Bay? That don't even make sense. Stop smoking. That don't even make sense. Cole Beasley. Y'all naming twos or threes at best. We're talking about Devontae Adam. Put some respect on his name. Stop being disrespectful. Devontae Adams is an elite top-notch receiver. And when you're on your journey, unless you're Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, where you have a masterful coach who put a masterful defense together, And put offensive players together that's good enough to get the job done. Unless you're that, you ain't winning without no number one receiver. Green Bay better off now investing solely in the defense. And give Aaron a couple whole bunch of number twos and try to win it on the, on the defensive path. Aaron is good enough, I hope. I hope he's good enough to be able to get it done then. But who knows? He balls up in the playoff and sucking his thumb. But this is even more pressure on Aaron now to show us his greatness. But it's also a bailout opportunity for Aaron Rodgers for if things don't go well. So we'll see. Very interesting. We shall see. Now, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. $230 million guaranteed. Well, hot damn. 
I feel sorry for Baltimore. <laughs> you know why? Because Deshaun Watson set out a year. Lamar Jackson had uh, has won MVP. He don't do nothing but win. He ain't missed a year. You think he ain't going to want $250 million guaranteed? Yeah. Deshaun Watson has just made a problem for a lot of teams. But what a pickup by Cleveland. Hell yeah, I'm giving you three god dang uh, number ones. And I did say god dang. I didn't say the cuss word. But hell yeah, I'm giving you that. You know why? Because with Deshaun Watson, you ain't getting nothing but the bottom of the bottom picks. And if you ain't good at evaluating players, you're going to be in some trouble. So, damn, Cleveland. What a hijack to get a franchise quarterback, top five quarterback. And I heard somebody on the radio didn't didn't put him in the breath of a Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Are you out your rabbit mind? Deshaun Watson? Why do you think player teams were willing to give up five, five first-round draft picks for this man? Stop being disrespectful. Dude was elite with a score. With a terrible team. The best player on the team was him. I would love to see Aaron pull off a pull off a move like that. I don't think so. As you can see, I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Aaron Rodgers, anybody that 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 throws their organization under the bus, you can't be a fan of that. I remember him saying, Green Bay, it's not exactly your vacation destination. Players don't come here because of Green Bay. They come here because of me. <laughs> okay. But Deshaun Watson, hell of a move. Championship defense. They went ahead and grabbed Amari Cooper. And I'm hearing that Landry is trying to come back. Because he's probably looking at that. That is an opportunity to get a ring. And then grab a couple other players. They're good. They got an offensive line. Two great running backs. He really. Amari Cooper's a number one. So he has a number one. Landry is really a number two. So that would be beautiful. They are. Right now. They are favored to win the Super Bowl. Along with Kansas City. I put them a better favorite than the Denver Broncos. For sure. Hands down. That's not even a question. And I know he got these other civil cases going on, but those are civil in which he has to make the decision to settle out of court. Believe me, him being found basically not guilty of any any wrongdoing. It's going to carry over into the civil. Believe me. And he doesn't seem like a person that wants to settle because he don't feel that he did anything. Think about it. If if you know you didn't do anything, but you just was just a young guy being young and you didn't do anything to harm or be um, criminal to a person. Why would you settle? And Cleveland obviously did enough enough investigation to feel like we're good. He's not going to be suspended for the season. He's been suspended already without being suspended. He ain't played the whole season. That's equivalent to being suspended. So if the NFL go, go ahead and try to suspend him for another four to six games, what the hell is that? That's BS. The man already been suspended because he ain't played this year. It don't have to necessarily be a suspension, but he didn't play the whole season. The organization didn't benefit from his talent. Did they have to pay him? Yeah, they had to pay him. Because he wasn't legitly suspended. So, yeah. But, hell, Cleveland, the AFC, forget going into division, just the AFC 
as a whole is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow. Allen. Russell Wilson. It's ridiculous. It's too many cold quarterbacks. This is going to be some high-level dogfight football we're about to get ready to watch. <laughs> and then you got the young gunners that's, that's coming up. I mean, it's going to be a sword fight. If you want to build a legacy of a great quarterback, play in that AFC. <laughs> play in that AFC. It's going down. NFC, light work. Dak Prescott, you ain't got no excuses now, baby. You just don't. I know Tom Brady is back. But, man, you ain't got no excuses. It's put up or shut up. It's put up or shut up. Aaron wanted to wait on his shoulders. He got it now. Devontae gone. Your, 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 your bailout is gone. Now you got to spread the ball around. Let's see you rise to I am legend level now. Brett had to do it when he lost uh, Shannon Sharp or Sterling Sharp, I'm sorry, to a career-ending injury because he was just a one-trick pony. He would, just, he would force it in there. But once uh, he went down, unfortunately, the great Hall of Famer, by, by the way, Sterling Sharp, because he should be in the Hall of Fame. If he didn't get injured, it's easy to see that he would have been in the Hall of Fame. If you could put Gail Sayers in, off potential, uh, Terrell Davis in, off potential, you can put Sterling Sharp in, off potential, future potential, because he was a all-pro top uh, receiver before he got hurt, best in the league, easily, him or Jerry. It was always one and two. And we knew Terrell Davis was going to be a Hall of Famer. He just got injured at the knees. Same thing with Gail Sayers. So show, show Sterling Sharp some respect. Put some respect on that man's name. Y'all was already disrespectful in how long it took Leroy Butler to get in to the Hall of Fame. But he's in there now, so it doesn't matter. But Dak Prescott, no excuses now. NFC is looking real, real watered down. At the quarterback position. Tom Brady is here to seek a vengeance. He wants to go out with a ring. His competitive fire is probably on hell. You feel me? That man is ready to get in there to deny. And he got all the talent around him. So Aaron and that situation, yeah. It, it's looking like Aaron is not going to be able to get there this year. Maybe even next year, especially if Brady decides he, he want to do it again. Like I said, I could be wrong. The season has to play out. But the way I look at it, psh, yeah. Man. It's finna be crazy. It's finna be crazy. And the Cowboys, I mean, Mike McCarthy, you finna get fired, bro. You don't get the Super Bowl with how watered down it is now, you getting fired, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it 100. You are getting fired. And Jerry already set you up for the for, to fall on a knife. Cause soon as you don't make it, he already got it in his head. He gonna hire Sean Payton. It's a coincidence Sean Payton retired, taking a year off. That's what he said. Jerry Jones said McCarthy is safe. He's my coach until he don't produce this year and get to the Super Bowl. That's what he's saying in his head. You're gone. Adios, amigos. And Sean Payton is going to take over. It's going to be wild, man. It's going to be very wild. 
and I'm just so happy that the basketball season, I'm about to re- moonwalk backwards to the, back to the NBA, and I'm just happy that the basketball season, and, and right away, real quick, let me slide in here to F1. You guys, you know, I follow um, Lewis Hamilton, and I was uh, very disappointed in the raw deal he got last year. But did you see that race? <laughs> How Verstappen and his and and his uh, his uh, partner there, Perez, both of their freaking cars shut down. Mercedes was able to get three and four. That was just, you know, when you do dirty and you cheat, cheaters never win, man. When you cheat the game, it comes back on you one way or the other. Especially when you're talking. You're talking slick. Like you, like, you know when you're beat, when somebody is better than you and you get lucky and you get to talking. You know what I'm saying? But then the truth come out that you really ain't better. You just got lucky. <laughs> That's what happened today in F1. I was loving it. I was really loving that. But back to the NBA. I'm really, really excited, man. The NBA season is almost over. And we finna get to this playoffs. And we finna find out. Because I'm so tired of seeing all these glorified stats with some of these players and these analysts just drool over these players. Drool over these players when they perform. That's why I'm, I'm just so happy it's coming to an end. So happy. Man, like I said, man, it's always an appreciation for me to be able to get on here and do my podcast with you guys. Um, I'm about to end my podcast, get up out of here. I will be back again. You know, I got to sit and watch these sportcasters and see if they say something that's going to make me get on here and get on their ass. <laughs> But uh, right now, man, I got the ball, top of the key, three seconds left, shot in the air, all net, game over.